He made me who I am. Thank God for Jesus. Do I have any live folks in the building? Yes, Lord. Let's give our choir a big hand. Amen. Thank God for Jesus. God is good all the time. Yes, Lord. We're blessed today to be back in the house of prayer. God has sustained us all last week. Today starts a brand new week. You don't know what's in front of you this week, but you can look back in your rearview mirror and see what you had to go through last week. And I pray this week will be better. Amen. Thank God for Jesus. Y'all look like new money out there. Give me a dollar. Amen. So we're thankful. We're thankful today to be here in the house of the Lord. I look forward to Sunday morning. Amen. More than ever, we are in the presence of the Lord. We are always in his presence, but on Sunday morning, we are more in his presence as a body of believers. Amen. You do believe, don't you? Amen. Thank God for Jesus. Amen. Get your Bibles. and uh, Now, I'm going to go ahead and preface this. Uh, this is going to be a little tight around your waist. But Green and Barrett, I guarantee you, if you make it through it, you're going to be better. Somebody say, I'm going to be better. Amen. If you would turn with me to the book, uh, it, and this is a very familiar passage of scripture. Amen. And the Lord done showed me some more meat on the bone. In fact, this part of scripture is our church motto, Philippians 3 and 14. You, you should know it. Philippians 3 and 14. Amen. Philippians 3 and 14. Amen. When you get that, stand to your feet, and we are going to uh, uh, we're going to talk from this part of Scripture. As always, uh, you need to know what's going on in all of the in the whole chapter, but we're going to take our, up our argument at the 14th verse. I see some still turn their page. Amen. Philippians. Philippians. Amen. The third chapter in the 14th verse. Everybody there? If you're not there, say, wait a minute. Okay. You there? All right. He, 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 he caught the train. I press towards the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. That's it. That's it. Let me see it. Oh, that was short, Pastor. Let me, I'll read it again for your pleasure. I press, somebody say, I press towards the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Amen. I know you're wondering, where is Pastor going with that? Amen. From the book of Philippians, third chapter and the 14th verse, let me use this thought today. Are you making progress? Yes. 
Uh-oh, uh-oh. I, I told you it's going to get tight. You just said I press toward. I just want to ask you a question. Are you making progress? If you're not, what you, where are you going? I told you you're going to get tied up in here, but you're going to have to love me. Amen. I press towards the mark. You know, uh, anything that you target, you need to lay down a plan to accomplish it. Otherwise, it's just words. I press. Okay, I'm saying, okay, you press. In other words, you are putting forth some energy and putting forth some strength into reaching your goal. Am I right? You know, a lot of folks just like to blase through life. It's cool. Ain't going nowhere. They've been in the same mud hole for 25 to 30 years and hadn't made any progress at all. I hope I'm not talking to that individual in here because you pressing towards a mark. Am I right about it? In other words, they came out with a little saying not too long ago. You load it, you aim, and you caught. In other words, that's the strategy when you go targeted practice. You load your gun, you cock it, and you aim. Then you shoot. Now, if you don't use that order, you might shoot your toe off. Because you might shoot before you aim. Are you aiming for Christ? Oh, God. I'm going to have to say amen for myself. Are you aiming? You got to understand who's talking here. It's Paul. Paul is talking here. And uh, he had to write the same letter to another church. Okay? And remind them what this is all about. This is not about showtime on Sunday morning. This is about aiming for a goal. Now, just think about the goals you have set in life, okay? The first goal, you know, I, I, I want to finish high school, okay? The next goal, you want to get some type of training, go to college, go to cosmetology, go to some type of specialized construction training, become a HVAC technician, plumber, elect, whatever. Your attention prescribes to. Because we all are different. And we have different talents. And we are attracted to different things. Am I right about it? And I can't get upset at your thing. And you can't get upset at my thing. Because you would get bored with yourself if everybody were like you. We ain't all of that. I'm glad there's some more folks that's not like me. Because if they were like me, we wouldn't have no cars to drive. Because I don't know deadly about putting a car together. I thought I knew something before all this technology came up on us. I used to carry a toolbox in my trunk. And whatever happened to my 57 two-door hardtop Chevrolet, <laughs> I just pull over on the side of the road, jack it up, and fix it. These cars today, but all, all you can do of that is pull over. 
that's all you can do is just pull over and try to call somebody to come get you. Am I right about it? We have to remind ourselves, what are we doing? Are we making progress? Or am I going through the same thing over and over and over? Different objective requires different changes. And if you're not willing to change, you're going to get the same thing. Am I right about it? If you drive in a circle, any of you are NASCAR fans, you, they're not going anywhere. They're just going in a circle. Am I right about it? And the ones that come out on top, they are the winners. They out there cleaning, doing burnouts, and opening up champagne. Why? Because they have reached their goal. Again, I press, but am I making progress? Paul here is talking to the church this morning. See, the unity of the church at Philippi was threatened by Judaizers, okay? These are men masquerading as believers who insist that Christians were obligated to keep the Mosaic law. Now, if you're a Bible student, you know what I'm talking about. If you're not, let me break it down. The Jews were claimed by God as being his people. And before Christ and Christianity, you had Judaism. You was under the Mosaic law. The reason they call it Mosaic law because Moses went up to the mountain and God met him up there and gave him the Ten Commandments. And he brought them down and presented it to Israel. And a lot of them thought Moses had went up there and chiseled those laws out himself. But those laws were handwritten by God. We call them the Ten Commandments. Commandments. Now, we don't got so sophisticated that we don't have to acknowledge the Tenth Commandment. In fact, they've taken them out of the uh, public building, taking them out of schools. So if you take the truth out of anything, what you end up with? What you end up with? A lie. A lot of folks are existing in a mirage of lies. I come to tell somebody today that you're not making progress. Your dash between your birthmark and your death mark ain't going to say nothing. They should put up there, he or she lived and died. And didn't accomplish da-da. Pull your pants up or your dress. Draw your feet in, because I'm coming finna come in your living room. Okay? So these were mask people that were masquerading, trying to convince. And we got the same thing going on now. Folks are trying to convince us that our coming, our worshiping, and our giving it is vain. I just look at them like they're crazy. Because as far as I'm concerned, they are. You got a lot of winds and doctrines that's going on these days. Be careful. Don't stray away from God's truth. Because the word will stand forever. All this other mockery, look that up when you get home, and, 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 is, is nonsense. This is to cater to some crazy person. So they were trying to keep the newborn Christians under the law. Jesus said, I came to fulfill the law and not to destroy the law. Am I right about it? Uh, 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 they also told you that in, in order to know the God that we are serving, in order to be a part of our little group, 
you're going to have to do this and you'll become a Jew in name. Not in birthright, just in name. Okay? And then we will accept you as part of us. Do you know that same thing is going on today? Okay? And then, see, you see, Paul is very blunt about this, and I'm just summarizing the, the, uh, the first 13 verses. Paul is telling the church today, and he, like he told Philippi uh, uh, the other day, he said, be careful of evil folks, men who do evil. And these are folks perpetrating to know God and don't. They're just like raging wolves to catch you off guard so they can devour you. There are some evil folks that come to church every Sunday. They're not coming for the reason you're coming for. You're coming to be refilled and to be energized through God's holy word and God's holy anointing. But some folks come in to pray upon the weak. I often say, don't take my meekness for weakness, because pastor will cut you. <laughs> but I try to be like God wants me to be. I try to be gentle. I try to be kind and loving. Don't get that mixed up with the old man. Am I right? And you the same way. You try to be kind and loving, but you got a button. And you have to lock it up in a box so nobody won't accidentally push it. I'm preaching so hard, I'm making my own self happy. And so, and so Paul expressed these things. But in coming to Christ, Paul abandoned all this stuff. Folks start talking about, oh, I got PhD. I studied this, I got this whole experience, I got, and Paul's saying, I got more. If you want to go on earthly accomplishment. But when it comes to Christ, when it comes to Christ, he said he count all of that as done. Some, well, we got small children in here, but uh, done. You know what done is? Crap. In other words, all of my earthly accomplishments, my new car, my new house, I'm just saying. I count it as done when it comes. In other words, that, that won't get me to the Father. I can work myself to the bone and I'll never see Jesus. So are you making progress? Uh-oh. Are you making progress? Okay, and, and, and see, he, he abandoned all those things. It, it, uh, they were just rubbish to, to Paul because that, that didn't make a difference. Paul was interested in uh, a righteous and a fruitful relationship with Christ so he can experience the infusion by the power of his resurrection. You know, it's power in Jesus' resurrection. I say it's power. And Paul wanted to be a part of his resurrection. Uh, 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 he wanted to commit himself to knowing more and more about Christ. Are you making progress? Now, 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 I got three points here, and I got three examples. And we're going to be saying, what? Let the church say amen. But before we get to the benediction, I need you to say amen right now. Amen. To hit a target or to hit a mark, one must aim and pursue the prize. How are you measuring, number two, how are you measuring your progress? Or are you just coming? Hoping God gives you credit for your presence. I said, draw your feet up. 
Number three, is what you pursuing God's will or yours? Now, we're going to apply those three points to three situations. Sociably, am I making progress sociably, well-rounded? I got three or four friends. That's all you need. You don't need a bunch of folk because they just get in your business and assume stuff, make up stuff, lie on you, you know. Uh, just get you three or four good ones. And let the church roll on. Are you well rounded? Are you comfortable around folks? Confident in life? Confident in your family? Do you love one another? Are you hitting that mark or missing that mark? See, one must aim to hit a mark. You know, I know we used to clean Eastwood. He just shot and knocked that flower for that leaf. This ain't like that. You got to aim. The scripture said, I press towards. See, it could easily say, I press towards getting rich. I press towards a new house. I press towards a new job. Are you making progress? That's all I'm asking you. Lip service is free these days. Why are they free? They're just giving it away. You'll get that on the way home. So sociably, are you well-rounded? Do folks trust you? Or are you hiding behind some facade that you think folks will like you better? Are you making progress? If you was annoying at 18, I know that takes a lot of y'all back. Help them, God, to look back to 18 or 20. I know that's a journey for some. Are you acting the same way you did then? I just ask you a question. Are you making progress? I just want you to think about it. Okay? How are you measuring your progress sociably? Oh, don't be saying I'm popular on the Facebook. I'm popular on Twitter. That's how I'm measuring. I got a thousand followers. Well, the devil do too. Am I right about it? Sociably is what you pursuing, what? God's will or your will? Are you seeking popularity? Are you trying to please God? God saying, love one another as I have loved you. Are you making progress? Okay, let's move on to another Era. Financially, your style of life, good and responsible stewards, can God trust you with money? That might be a reason a lot of us don't have it. He don't have any problem getting money to you. But he might experience problems getting it through you. Some folks just like to hold on to everything they got. Won't give an offering, won't pay tithe, won't give the pastor a love offering. All that money ain't for you. We have put it to a song. The more you give, the more God gives to you. We just sing it. We don't believe it as a whole. Now, some of us don't miss an opportunity to give. Because when we give, we remember what the word says, press down, shaking together, and running over. Don't you know 
You get more than you give. If you don't, if you can't say it, man, to, me, to that, try it. That's what God said. Prove me herewith, saith the Lord of hosts. See, will I not open up windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that you don't even have room enough to receive? And if you don't have room enough to receive, that means you're supposed to give it away. That way you'll get more. Are you making progress? If you're not making progress, you're living from paycheck to paycheck. Financially. Financially. I pray to God, everybody in here know their financial obligations. And I'm not talking about tithes and offerings. I'm talking about somewhere, some place you have written down all of your outlay. Everybody know what outlay is, right? Bills. And then somewhere you ought to put down your inlay. That's your income. And then compare them. Well, I do that in my head. That don't work. That don't work. Put it down. Aim for your financial goal. You'll hit the mark if you aim. If I got a, just saying, if I got a $100 outlay and a $150 income, that frees up $50. Out of that $50, I got to determine how much I'm going to save. Oh, I got $50. Boom, you broke in two days. You call another friend, can you let me have 20 to payday? You're not making progress. You just making a check. I'm talking about stuff that I know about. And it doesn't matter. Well, Pastor, you know, you got to have a lot. Of no, 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 no. I know millionaires that are broke right now because they didn't aim. Didn't, don't have a plan of action. Somebody said, Pastor, you helping me. I didn't plan on coming to an economic seminar this morning, but you sure helping me. You asked me, am I making progress? Am I making progress? Out of that $50, you should be able to save 20 of it. And when you spend the other 30, shut down. Shut it down. In a year, you look back and say, I made some progress. Sometimes we want to spend every dime. Am I right? I'm telling you what I know. Been there, done that. The goal that you're trying to, what you're trying to hit, are you trying to save up for something? Are you just trying to get your little cushion? How are you measuring your progress? Some of you don't even look at your bank statement no more. You just write checks. Is what you're pursuing God's will or your will? I keep on asking that because if it's God's will, God is in the business of giving you stuff and you're not having to work for it. Let me give you a little wisdom here. If you're pursuing something and you got to jump over hoops in the creation to get it, that ain't from God. Oh, I, I need to borrow $20. No, no, that ain't. Somebody say, wrong. If God is giving you something, it just goes so smooth. You go to the financial institution and say, I want this car. And you just sit back and let them do their magic. He said, you've been approved. You say to yourself, I'm making progress. Because I didn't have to lie. 
I didn't have to cheat. I didn't have to hook or crook. God gave me this. Because I sought it after God's will, and he gave me peace in the direction I was going. And all I have to do is just stay in his perfect will, and God's going to give me something. That's the word. Okay? Now, spiritually, are you a dedicated, loyal, active Christian for the kingdom? Going about promoting Jesus and encouraging his people? Are you making progress? See, to hit a target, a mark, you must aim and pursue the prize. Do you know God's will? It's in the 66 books of the Bible. You don't need to know from cover to cover. You just need to know something that you can deal with. Am I right about it? At least you need to aim to see Jesus when he shall come again. And I pray that's all our goal, to see Jesus one day. Because otherwise, why are we here? Okay? Spiritual, how are you measuring your progress? I pray, God, somebody ain't cussing like they used to cuss. And if you don't, you're making some progress. I pray, God, everybody is at Bible study. Uh-oh. Sunday school, some type of teaching, some, something. Just, just, just give me something. Give me a piece of bread or something. How do you imagine your progress spiritually? Are you still on edge, timid, paranoid about what folks think, how they look at you? You're not making progress. You're going backwards. You need to be more concerned about how God sees you than how people see you. Because when it comes down to it, those ones that you're trying to gain their uh, uh, approval from, they're going to be burning in hell. What is that going to leave you? Somebody say, at the door. So how you imagine? Is what you pursuing spiritually God's will or your will? See, we touched on that somewhere in Sunday school this month. Oh, that's right. Uh, uh, is it God's will or your will? If you don't know God's will, how can you measure your progress? How, how can you measure it? How? how, how? I, I don't understand. Oh, I go to church. Well, you left a word out. I go to the church's house. I was there. Give me credit for showing up. Well, pastor can give you credit, but I don't know about God. And so, understand this. As I go through, are you making progress in these three areas, socially, financially, spiritually? Those are the things that concern us in this life. You got to get a job. You got to pay some rent, taxes, food. You got it. These days, if you live outside the bus line, you need a car. Am I right about it? You, you got to socially, you got to be able to get along with folks. It's more folks in this world than you. In fact, you miss out on a whole lot of blessings because you don't know a lot of folks. The more folks you know, real folks, the more access you have. You, you, you want to have, you know, okay, brother so-and-so, he, he, he's a member. He got a business doing this. Sister so-and-so, she does that. They just might give me a member's discount. Oh, that went over your head. It's a blessing. I've done business with some members, and they gave me a spiritual discount. I ain't crazy. They got to make a living, too. Give me a dollar. Somebody will say something. You know that's real. 
Now, let's talk about Paul. Paul is saying, okay, I press towards the mark. Paul, Paul, is, uh, uh, Paul went through a lot. You know what Paul, Paul is telling you what he's pressing towards. And the things that he's pressing towards ain't easy. Especially when you're facing persecution, you're getting ran out of town, you having to be lit, uh, 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 lowered down behind a wall so folks won't kill you, you're you, you in shipwrecks, you've been beaten so many times with rods. Uh, Paul, you really have to have a made-up mind to keep pressing towards Jesus. Well, see, the enemy has perpetrated, y'all, and made... A lot of Christians think that when you join up with Christ, everything is going to be honkadory, easy, wheezy, uh, non-effort. That's just the opposite of what it is. You're going to have to walk through the valley of the shadow of death sometime. You're going to have to walk through the fire sometime. You're going to have to walk through water sometime. But the Bible said none of these things will hurt you. But you got to go through it. It ain't two worlds. It ain't but one. Am I right about it? So Paul had to have a made-up mind to go, you evidently are here today because your mind is made up. You didn't even have to have an excuse to stay home. You didn't even have to worry about trying to come up with one. It was just an automatic thing. It's Sunday morning. Let's get ready for the house of God. would say if you are a regular worship, somebody say I'm a regular worship, you should be making progress. If you're a regular worshiper, you should be making progress. Now let me ask you, are you making progress? That's what I like to hear. I, 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 I'm, a, I'm coming up out of this hole. I, I, I'm coming up. I'm coming up on the rough side of the mountain. I must hold to God unchanging hand. I'm coming. Somebody say, I'm coming up. A lot of things have tried to distract you. Some a health reason, some a financial reason, some a social issue, but I'm still coming up. Somebody say, I'm coming up. God has been too good to me for me not to be making progress towards him. And it's about toward him. If you seek first the kingdom of God and its righteousness, God said all things shall be added unto you. Social things, financial things, spiritual things. Somebody say all things. So I have to get my aiming right. And I have to get my target right. And then I have to press. Press. Only you made you come this morning. Besides the children. Didn't nobody have no whoop over your head and say, you better go to church? No. You came out of your own decision. So you must be making progress. I was just talking to my wife the other day. Shoot, on Sunday morning when I was in college was a rest day. We had parted all night Friday, all night Friday night, all day Saturday, all night Saturday night. And early Sunday morning, I was laying right there trying to get myself together. Breath strong, hangover. Somebody ain't telling the truth in here. But now I find myself on early Sunday morning being in the house of prayer, giving up praising unto the Lord. Somebody say, I'm making progress. No use of putting that kind of strength in something that you can't measure. Oh, you, you, you got to learn how to measure your progress. Now, if you are a regular worshiper and have started paying tithes, 
you're making progress. And if you're not paying tithes, you're just living. You're miserable. Don't nobody want to be around you. You're always complaining. You ain't never got no money. Somebody said, am I making progress? Use these elements after the pattern of Paul. Paul said, I press towards your mark. I ain't thinking about the things I, you know, Paul was a very educated, educated man. He had accomplished a lot in life. He was all of that in a, in a, in a chocolate chip cookie. He was all of that. But Paul said, that don't even matter. I can be proud of my earthly accomplishment and bust hell wide open. That's why Paul said, that's just trash to me. All of, the, all of that accomplishment is trash. Well, we know. We know what he was saying. You just can't give that up because you still got to live. You got, you, don't try to retire and you ain't got your financial house in order. Just be, oh, I'm retired. That ain't nothing. Are you making progress? I'm retired. Pastor, can I have $20 for next week? Hey, you should have continued to work. <laughs> Retirement wasn't in your near future. But see, when, if you're retired, if the Lord sent your retirement, God is keeping you through it. Not for bragging. Paul, Paul, read that whole chapter. Paul said, I could brag if I wanted to. And, I'm, and I can I brag all to y'all that's talking. These Judaizers, these in false prophets, all of this stuff that they say and they so, you know, I drive this and I live in this neighborhood and I wear these kind of clothes. Paul said it was all done. Because when you die, somebody's going to be driving that car. Living in that house. Am I right about it? Wearing your clothes. That's why Paul said none of this stuff matters. What matters to me is a good, fervent relationship with Christ. And if I have a good, fervent relationship with Christ, I will make progress. Somebody repeat after me. If I keep my relationship right with Christ... I will never have to want again. And as I close, as I close, I, I, I want you to go with me in your Bible to Joshua 1 and 8. Just in case you think I don't know what I'm talking about. Joshua 1 and 8. Joshua 1 and eight, eight verse. I'm gonna wait till you get there. And then we're gonna give God some glory and give God some praise. And I want you to help me celebrate Jesus. Joshua one and eight says, the, this book, talking about the Bible, of the law shall not depart out of my mouth. In other words, I'm going to keep it foremost on my mind. But thou shalt meditate therein day and night. Meditate, in other words, think about it at least. Okay? Uh, that thou mayest observe, that, they, that you may learn to do according to all that is written therein. We need to come close to the mark of God as possible. Although we are individuals in frail vessels, although we sometimes we are distracted, sometimes we are fooled because we're in this flesh. Okay? He said, so, so uh, meditate in it, that thou shalt learn to do according to what is written. For then, uh-oh, somebody say, for then, does it say for then in your Bible? For then, not until then, thou shalt have thy way prosper. Can anybody need any, use any more money? Does anybody want some more money? I, I ain't mad at you. 
Here's the recipe for this. If you keep the Lord on your mind, not just, oh, I'm thinking about the No, no. I'm talking about putting the word in you and let the word do surgery on your soul. Thou shalt make thy way prosper, and then, somebody say, and then, thou shalt have what? Be, thou shalt have good success. No, it didn't say that. Pastor, I didn't know that was in the word. Yes, it is. Now, you might want to ask me, what is good success? What is good success? Good success is success that nobody can break through your door and take it. You know, you can have success. It's some boogers running up and down the highway in these uh, old dilapidated cars. They got 24, 26-inch rims on it. You need a stepladder to get in. That's success to them. But it might not be good success because somebody might come up tomorrow night and repossess that. That's not good success. If you have lied your way into position, uh, that's not good success. You might say, oh, what if I look, look at what I have done? You ain't did nothing but set yourself up to get fired. That's not good success. Good success is that success that God gives me, that the devil in hell can't take it from me. Somebody said, what's mine is mine. And devil, keep your hands off of it. And devil, keep your hands off of it. And devil, keep your hands off of it. God gave me this. You can't have it. Quit sniffing around my door. Quit passing up my house. Because you ain't going to get it. Because I'm behind a hedge that God has given to me. And you can't come through this hedge. Are you making progress? Do you feel like you have progressed during the course of this sermon? I didn't want to do nothing but provoke your thinking. And I use Paul as an example. Paul said, I press. He didn't have to press, but it was in his heart to press. Is it in your heart today? To don't let nothing separate you from the love of God. No heights, no depth. No things present, no things to come. Nothing shall separate you. From the love of God. And one reason, because he's good. Oh, y'all ain't saying nothing. I said the Lord is good. And he's merciful. And he's kind. And he understands my ups and my downs. Given all the ups and downs, we serve a God who wants us to succeed. Am I right about it? And he ensures success by providing provision. He ensures success by providing some faith. He ensures success by providing us with some strength. It's in his will that we prosper even as our soul prosper. Ain't he all right? Oh, don't make me preach hard. Ain't the Lord all right? Yeah. Yeah. One day, the world was at a standstill. Wasn't going forward and seemed like they were going backwards. But God sent his son Jesus to straighten this whole situation out. Am I right about it? He came on down through 42 generations. He came down to protect us from sin. They carried him to my old rugged cross, stretched him wide. They nailed his hand and they nailed both feet. He never said a mumbling word, but when he spoke, he said, if I be lifted up, from this earth will draw 
all men unto me. And they took him down, put him in a barry grave. But early, I said early, early, Sunday morning, he got up. I said he got up. Didn't the Lord get up with all power, all power, power to lift up the bowed down head, power to mend the broken heart, power to heal the sick, and power to raise the dead, all power, oh Lord, all power was in his holy hand. Am I right about it? He's coming back again to receive us unto himself. Looking over to the graveyard. Folks start coming up out of the grave. Looking over to the live saint. They start changing in a moment. At the blink of an eye. And we'll be caught up. Y'all need to say something. Uh, we'll be caught up. Call it, call it, oh, call it, and we're going home with Jesus. Ain't God all right? Ain't he all right? Ain't the Lord all right? Ain't he good? Ain't the Lord good? Ain't he merciful? Ain't the Lord merciful? Yeah. One glad morning when this life is over. I, 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 I'm gonna fly away and be at rest. No more dying, no more taxes, no more rent, no more insurance, no more car payments. Am I right about it? We going home, we going home, we going home to be with the Lord. Ain't it all right? Don't fool me this morning. Ain't the Lord all right?